That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Tribune Audio Network. And now, The Score. Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene. Welcome to your Score Podcast, Iowa edition for week one of the regular season. We are just five days and counting. Is that right, gentlemen? Mm, yeah, Does that count? So. Four, days. Four, four days. days. four days. Monday yeah. night. So, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday we'll get ready to rock and roll. Good news is after the year that we had last year, it looks like it's supposed to be beautiful on Friday night. So at least Don't one of those. say it. I know. Because <laughs> James was starting to kind of hint a little bit at, Rain later in the evening, we should be fine. But even just the thought of rain yeah, after it, last year was Wasn't it like seven out of nine weeks last year it yeah. rained? And yeah, it was a little ridiculous. So we deserve a good year this year. Yeah, we definitely do that. So we'll see what happens. Of course, everybody's excited for um, week one of the high school football season. We'll break down the Iowa side of the river. A lot to talk to. Um, Brian Stocking and Corey Cuff joining myself, Greg Armstrong, on assignment. Does that make sense? Yeah. On so- at soccer practice. At soccer practice. Right now. <laughs> He'll join us for the Iowa, Illinois one coming up in just a little bit, but we will start with the Iowa side of the river. <clears throat> and boys, um, we kind of broke down the, the overall outlook of the season last week, so we'll get into individual matchups and look game by game and some really good games to start the regular season. But when you look at a schedule, and at the top of it it says Bettendorf at Pleasant Valley, it's hard-pressed to find a better game to start with than those two rivals Two miles apart, Cuff? Is it even that? Might mile and a half? Mile and a half, 1.7, something yeah, like that. Yeah, between pretty the close. two schools. So a great rivalry. Two teams played last year. One time they played in Bettendorf, won easily. The next time it was a closer game in the postseason. Bettendorf won that one as well. A fun way to start the regular season. And it's not a district game, so it doesn't have the um, importance as that used to back in the day when it was a MAC game, but still very important because of the of the strength of schedules and RPI. <clears throat> RPI and all that kind of stuff. But forget about all that nonsense stockpile. It's Bettendorf versus Pleasant Valley. And it's a series that Bettendorf has dominated. When you look at it, they've played 31 times in the regular season. Bettendorf is 25-6. and six. Wow. And 10 of those 25 wins have been by shutout. Six of them, at, six of the 14 games at Pleasant Valley Bet North has shut out Pleasant Valley. Wow. Oh, so okay. that is something with defense. You know, we talk about Bettendorf, and it always comes back, even though they have great offensive players, it always comes back to defense at Bet North. Yeah. They are, I mean, you look at Bet North year in and year out is defense, defense, defense. And even with their offense maybe not being at top speed right away because they're integrating a lot of parts. That Bet North defense is unreal. They have, they graduated six All Stars last year. Wow, that's the defense alone, uh, or just I, the team in general. I think the team in oh, general. The team in general, yeah, but still, yeah. That and you mentioned defense. That's one thing that, and you get into the year, week five, week six, you start to realize which teams have a really good defense, and that's one area that really gets overlooked every year on Bet North yeah. because they tend to score. 
20-something points or more per game, yeah. and you're like, okay, they scored 35 and held a team to seven. Great, they won by 28 or whatever it was. But you don't realize how good a defense is sometimes because we really only show, highlight-wise, yeah. the offensive plays. And when you have such an explosive offense, sometimes the defense does get overshadowed. So it's going to be interesting to see how that defense does play this year and how well they can come out in that first game. Like, I mean, was it last year that first game against PB was a shutout, if I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those games where they call it the high V bowl for a reason. It's a fun game. It's a rivalry game. And the winner gets to claim the high V off a of middle road there as their territory or turf, yeah. if you will, for the rest of the season. So it's, it's, it makes it kind of fun. It's a different game because we really don't know what to expect from either team. Both teams, were hit by graduation, and they, they, they need to replace a lot of players. I was at Bettendorf today. Got to go over to practice. Got to see things firsthand. They're going to be a really good football team. It's when things come together and, and how <clears throat> they're piecing things together and they're figuring things out. But the bottom line is they're, they're big up front. They got plenty of skill position players. They have Harrison Bay Bowie in the backfield who's going to have a huge season. <clears throat> you got you to assume. And then on the defensive side of the football, they got playmakers that run around and tackle. And Griffin Liddell was introduced as, when I was at practice, one of the six captains for this season. And he's only a junior. He's only a junior. It's only the third time in Bettendorf football wow. history that they've had a junior. That they've had a junior. Wow. As one of their captains. And that's saying something because the prestige and the tradition, the rich tradition that is Bettendorf football, to be a captain as just a junior, he's a fantastic talent. Um, watching him fly around today doing drills and, and tackling tackling dummies, luckily, and not his own teammates. He's a beast up there. He's been really good and made an impact since he's a freshman, and now he's doing it as a junior. I think he and, – and, and it's so important to have that center of your defense. You build from the center out on defense, and when you look at him, that's – and one of the safeties, I can't remember his name. There's, there's some pieces that come back that are impressive that will help that defense out. And then it's just the fact of putting things together and things out. Uh, Coach Wiley wouldn't tell me who the starting quarterback was. I didn't expect him to tell me who the starting quarterback was. I can't sit here and look at you guys and say, well, I watched uh, Trevino take this amount of snaps and, and Byrne take this amount of snaps, and I think it's this guy over this guy. I have no idea. And that's, I think, the, the, the interesting thing heading into week one. That's one thing that we'll have our eyes on when we're at the game on, on Friday night, Bettendorf versus Pleasant Valley, who that starting quarterback is there. So we, we talked a lot about Bettendorf last week. We talked a lot about him t- t- today. Pleasant Valley is that team that we don't know a lot about because they, they graduated a lot. But everybody I've talked to around the Pleasant Valley program have told me that they, they got a lot of talent still in that program. And that's one of those things that Coach Van Wetzinger has done a great job of being one of those programs now that they don't have to rebuild from the beginning. They reload. And that's the hopes of Pleasant Valley that they can reload advantage Pleasant Valley too when it comes to playing at home. They, they get to be at Spartan Stadium and play at home. They get to play at home. And they also, because they're so unknown, there's a chance for them maybe to surprise some people. I mean, I don't think you're ever going to see a Rusty Van Wetzinger team come out five wide air raid offense like you see at like Oklahoma or Alabama. But because they're unknown, you really don't know what pieces they really have. Maybe they've got an Arthur Braden type back in the backfield that no one has seen yet. Maybe the quarterback that they've got could be this year's Max Slavens. We just don't know. And maybe that gives them a little bit of an edge in the 
you know, they could surprise us. Yeah. Week one's always fun because there are a lot of unknowns, even for the coaches sometimes. I mean, just because you've played a scrimmage or had that live game or scrimmage the previous Friday, you still don't know exactly what you're going to get with some of your players until you really go live. And when you're playing that Bettendorf-Pleasant Valley game, there's so much emotion into it that maybe somebody comes out and really surprises you in week two, they fall off or or whatever. But when you lose 2,000 yards of offense from Max Slavin, you really have to question where is it going to come from. And I'm sure Coach Van Wenska knows where it's going to come from, but that's a lot of offense that you have to try to fill. I think they have the pieces to do it. It's just going to be interesting to see how it it happens. Last thing on this game, if you look back to last year, and I'd be wondering, and interesting to see in the two games they played last year, how much of the offense was accounted for by Max Slavens, Carter Bell, Darian Porter, Austin, Austin Kalar. Kalar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are huge names from last year's teams that are all gone this year. But it's amazing what Bettendorf does because despite who we talk about them losing, you go to practice today and you look around the field and there's Division One players that are going to play D1 schools eventually on that football field. There's tons of talent there. They're reloading. It's going to be interesting to see how quickly they kind of get things moving and get ready to go in the right direction and see how quickly they can gel together as a team. In opening games this decade, Bettendorf is 7-2 and two in the opener. If they lose, it will be their worst opening decade since the 70s when and they went they six be, and four. And they'd be seven and three. Seven, seven and three, yeah. yeah. So they've been pretty impressive. Eight and two. <laughs> eight, Most coaches would take that. <laughs> there's one decade where they went eight and two and two where they went nine and one in the opener. Wow. That's no, impressive. Going to stay 4A. We're going to do this 4A, 3A, 2A, 1A. Sure, so sure. They go district and all that kind of stuff. Another interesting game that I'm really intrigued by is Davenport Central heads down to Muscatine. Two teams that Corey went and visited this, this preseason for our score previews. And, and I'm, I'm going to be watching Muscatine intently this year because I'm really intrigued by the young talent that they've had, the experience that those guys have gotten, and how good they might be able to be this year. Good test for them to start the season against a team in Central who's got a lot of individual talent as well and a lot of good speed back. Questions at quarterback there, but maybe questions at quarterbacks for both teams because we don't know the starting quarterback yet for Muscatine, whether it'll be Wieskamp or, or the other young man. Just a lot of good question marks heading into a good game in week one, Cuff. There are some question marks here again. Um, when you have a guy named Tim Nimley, though, yeah. you, you're going to start with him. Uh, and Again, Muscatine is not going to change from what they are. They do like to pass the ball. There's a reason why their games are supposed to start at 7.15 and end up starting at 7.45 because they like to pass the ball. And there's nothing wrong with that. They spread it out because it does give your running backs a little more room to run the ball. They're pretty big up front. Um, they're looking for better results. They were, what, 5-4 and four last five year, and four. just missed out on the playoffs yeah. because of, la- of the loss the last week of the season. They're no, they ex- won the last week. They beat the Lin, it was the Linmar game. I'm yeah, sorry, the, the Linmar game, game knocked them out. Is what knocked them out. Um, but if if they can get things together pretty quickly and at practice, they looked really good. Um, I I really do like Muscatine to have a good run this year, especially in that district. The interesting thing is, if Sam Wieskamp is the quarterback, and we do not know, when Sam Wieskamp was a freshman, I referee. I was the referee for one of their freshman games. Poor kid. How many flags did you throw? Uh, let's put this way. <laughs> Muscatine scored 44 points. Okay. 36 of them came in the first half when Wieskamp was the primary quarterback. If he is as good as that game, 
or if he exceeds the expectations that Jake Muller and the Muskies program have with, for him. With Nimley, with Eli Gay, this Muscatine team could be even better than you guys thought they were going to be last week, and you guys both had them as a solid playoff qualifier. They could push right. Iowa City West. I like how you say you guys had us, but you don't have I had there. them getting the playoffs, but 6-3. and three. But if they, but if Wieskamp does that, you've got Nimley who gained over 1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. Eli Gay over 700 receiving yards eight and seven touchdowns. This is a team that can really move the ball on offense. You know what's going to be fun next week is talking about who the quarterbacks are for all these teams because we'll have answers. And so our right. And, and actually, we're, and 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 a good reminder for people listening, we'll be doing a score podcast. 11 o'clock, 11.05 on Friday night after our show gets done, and that'll be out Friday night and Saturday morning, and that's one thing we'll be able to do is kind of answer the questions of who's <laughs> the quarterback for Benton or who's the quarterback at, at Alleman on the Illinois side, who's the quarterback at Muscatine. There's a lot of question marks on who might be quarterbacks. This will be one of them as well. Um, Davenport Central, 4-5 and five last year, as we mentioned, has to replace that quarterback from last year, um, Aiden De La Rosa. Yep, Aiden yep. De La Rosa. De La Rosa, yep. who did a fantastic job, so we'll see the quarterback question for them, but I know there's a a lot of things to like about that team for, for Ben Sacco and, and Davenport Central. Defense has played really well in the last couple of years. It should be really good again this year. So we'll see what kind of matchup and how things start off between Davenport Central and Muscatine coming up on Friday. Michael Moran will be the quarterback. We do, we do know that. He was a backup last year. Really didn't get in to have any stats. I was just checking stats. He has no stats passing last year, um, not even running. Uh, I'm sorry. He does have 146 yards running. I take that back. Um, but no touch, two touchdowns. So he's going to be the signal caller. And th- he's got a good running back returning. Um, Dane Howard. Dane Howard. Guy that has athletic ability, which is great. You always, you always think Central, and they have athletes all over the field. And the other one, the big factor there for Moran is Israel Taylor. He's the uh, wide receiver. He's a big guy. He's about 6'3", probably goes close to 200 pounds, and uh, he's, he's a big load. So if he can, get, he can catch the ball over the middle and take a hit and, and keep going. So he's, they got some weapons there. Defense was where they were worried at when I went to the preview a few weeks ago is how quickly can that defense get up? up to speed. If there were holes, it was mainly on defense. Okay. Um, should be a fun fun way to start um, in Muscatine, Davenport Central, and um, Muscatine going head-to-head. A really good matchup. When we are, if you look at the Iowa side, and, and we'll talk some smaller schools, Wilton Durant's a fun matchup, obviously, to start the season, but the games we've talked about already, and then you throw in Iowa City West versus North Scott, a North Scott team that I think is going to be really, really good again this year. The team that gets better throughout the season as well, but they take on an Iowa City West team. The best player on the field might be their quarterback. Yeah, Marcus Morgan is the best player on the field for both teams. He is a, he is a total game-changer. And it's not just in football that he excels. He excels in basketball. He excels in baseball. This young man is going to have a lot of choices when he gets ready to to determine his college of choice because there's going to be a lot after him if they're not already. And he's only a junior. Yeah, he yeah. is unbelievable on uh, with the, his ability. Uh, I mean, if you watch the baseball t- uh, playoffs, yeah. In the uh, first game, he had of Substate had like 17 or 18 strikeouts, which is just incredible. Especially in the pitch count era, for North Scott, they're going to go to Trent. Uh, Trent Allard's probably going to be the quarterback. He took uh, of the quarterbacks returning. He took the most snaps last year. The question is, what can North can North Scott keep it as close as they did last year? Last year, I think they lost twenty-eight seven, but it was close into the fourth quarter. Yeah. They're going to have to up do there that as well. Up there as well, they have a chance to do that at Lancer Stadium 
where they where the twelfth man will come uh, as the fans, but they might need a thirteenth or fourteenth, yeah. especially on defense. I mean, I think it's going to be a great game, and and uh, their atmosphere up there really good with North Scott does, and there is a question mark at quarterback, which is a, a, a trend to the podcast already. Is a lot of last year we went into the season knowing a lot of the quarterbacks, especially in the Iowa side of the river and former MAC teams on the yep. Iowa side. This year it's a lot of question marks, but if that is, irons itself out, uh, what was Matt Cost saying on our previous show on the score on Saturday night? They got two D one kids on defense, I believe, or on the up on front, the line up front, yeah, on the line. I mean, the, the, they're an impressive team, and I think they when you have a, a big receiver like uh, Ty, Ty Anderson. Anderson. To throw to and stuff. They have some weapons of their own. I think, I think it might be the best. I think it might be the closest of those three games we've already talked about when it comes to final points and final score. I think this one stays close late. I think North Scott's got a great chance to win at home. North Scott's got a chance, but they've got to control the ball. Keep it away from Marcus Morgan. They're going to have to ground out some five, six-minute drives behind that line. If their line can do the job that that they're being touted as, they've got a puncher's chance. But if they, if they start having three and outs and giving Morgan more possessions... I'm going to go ahead and say they have more than a puncher's chance to win this game. I think North <laughs> I Scott's think so, a yeah. really good football team at home. I think they got a great chance to win. I mean, don't get me wrong. Iowa City West is a very good team. It's going to be a challenge and, and all that. But I think it, it, it's the type of, of win early in the season that could really... Um, send North Scott in the right direction. And, and, and I'm a big proponent, and it's not because they're not good early in the season, but Coach Tippett teams get better throughout the season, yeah. and that's always the fun part about North Scott. They continue to watch. What was it? A few years ago they lost maybe to Assumption early in the season? Yeah, to Assumption. It was the uh, last play of the game. It was an interception return for a touchdown, yeah. yeah. And that team was – and that North Scott team continued to get better and better throughout the season and, and do good things. So I think that it's kind of the same thing at North Scott. We'll see how they do. They open up Friday night – um, at home against Iowa City West. Talk about some more teams and, and some bigger games. We'll do a Saturday game here real quick, and it's Alleman at Assumption. We'll do two of these games in which we'll talk about teams from, from the Illinois side playing the Iowa side, one of them on Friday night, one of them on Saturday. We'll start with the Saturday night game, and it's uh, Alleman versus Assumption. And it's funny because we could almost tape these parts of the podcast and insert them into the Illinois ones because we'll talk about these twice when we do the Illinois one. But uh, an intriguing matchup. The teams, are, I think this is the third year they're back now playing each other. Second. Second year. So they played once last year. Now they're playing the second time this year. This game, last year, Alleman won that game over at Alleman. Uh, what we know about Assumption is that their numbers are up. Um, Kulanik is their, is their Tyler quarterback. Tyler Kulanik, I've yes. I've heard very good things about him. Fast kid, athletic kid. There's an Argo. There's another Argo left. The last one, I think it's John Argo, who's yep. a sophomore. He'll play a factor this year. Seth Adrian's good. Their numbers are up. So Assumption going in that right direction. A team that didn't make the playoffs last year for the first time in a long time. Assumption maybe heading in the right direction. And then Alleman's a team that you have a lot of familiar faces back there as well. You don't have a Sam Matichek. Um, in the backfield, but you have a Sheets that comes back in the backfield. They're bigger up front. If they can stay healthy, they'll do good things as well. So we'll see the kind of things. Tony Carpita, I believe. Tony. Tony, Tony, don't call me Zach. Zach, Zach don't, don't call, call me Tony. Tony yes. Because I did that last did week. Last and week, I don't yeah. even know if they'll listen to this one because I'll probably listen to the Illinois one. <laughs> but I called him by his dad's name, which officially means I'm Dan Birch. Because that's what Dan <laughs> used to do all the time. But um, Zach Carpita, I believe, is going to be their starting quarterback. It was down to the wire. And it may be the Pondra kid as well. But what I'm hearing is, is Zach Carpita will end up being the starting quarterback. So a lot of good things to like about both teams. And these are important games early on, especially for Alleman to get to that five and six wins that they need to get to to make the postseason. That's important for them. And then obviously for Assumption, they want to get off to a good start as well. Big game, cool game on a Saturday night at Brady Street Stadium. You look at Assumption 
in the past few years, Assumption has been a very good team at home and not so good on the road. They, this is the type of game that they play on a Thursday night usually, and they, they face a team, and they, there's the one guy on the offense, Nate Sheets. They're going to try and shut him down, and if they shut him down, they'll win the game. Now, I'm not saying they're going to hold him down the whole game, but I think they'll hold him down enough to, get the, to, to force Allman to have to do something they're not comfortable with, going, maybe going to the air a little too uh, earlier than they want to. I think Assumption wins this one by 10 points. Wow, he's so wow. he's Lee Corso making he, he's making picks and coming. Well, I'm not going to pick a team, but well, I, I think a, I think I, I know where your allegiance I th- lies. I think a, <laughs> I think a Catholic school wins this game. That's that's, that's, very, that's very a good bet. I very don't know good Catholic bet. school does it, but I do believe a Catholic school wins this game. So yeah, really good game. Alman versus Assumption. That game is on Saturday night at Brady Street Stadium. The other crossover game on the Iowa Illinois side. United Township going over to take on Davenport West. Davenport West first year head coach Nick Welch building project uh, rebuilding after winning was it one game last year yeah so they won one game last East year and then, then you look at the other side of things i believe west won two games two games, two games. okay two games two and last seven. Year. so two programs trying to get things moving in the right direction pivotal games start off the game because yeah the last year they played each other at the soul bowl yep. and united township lost 21 west, nothing west 21 nothing yeah. 21 nothing this will be the portion of the show where we'll let stocking for two minutes talk about his downport west 12 well you know the last time ut won a game in the series was 1970 what's this series though um, 16 and 4 West. Okay, so it's been 20 games. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if it was going to be like, they played three times. No, they, they, <laughs> they used to play a lot back in the old Metro days. Um, for West, they do not have their quarterback, Peyton Thompson. He is injured. They say he might be back week two, week three. I think, honestly, they is might it, hold is this, him Is this common knowledge, or are you just letting everybody know this now? If, it's if common like, knowledge. Okay, ah, just making sure. Stockpile with the score scoop. If, if I think, honestly, they'll hold him out to week four until they play North. Week four? Why so long? Well, they play week, North week four. You know, give North something they haven't seen. But they're not going to start. They're not, and they're going to keep their starting quarterback you, on you the get, bench just to make sure that well, North is healthy. See you him. get him back in. You who need to win week, games. Who do they play week three? Muscatine. They're probably going to want their starting quarterback for Muscatine. At Muscatine, though. They're probably going to want their starting quarterback. Wasn't it a couple weeks ago you said if they go 3-0 and and North goes 3-0, and it's the biggest game since 1987 for two Davenport schools. So yes. why would you hold somebody out? Well, we'll see what the okay. record is. All right. Um, the thing, though, is when you look at West, they're going to have Isaiah Schaefer-Houston take a lot of the snaps at quarterback. He's a wide receiver. I think you might see West, and their backup, the backup to Schaefer-Houston would be a freshman. I think you might see Schaefer-Houston doing things they're, that he's more comfortable with, maybe having throwing some end-arounds or halfback option passes or reverses to him so he can get out and make some plays from beyond this, from behind, from not from behind center, but on the on the edges. This who is, is going to be a closer game than it was last year. Who wins the game? West, of course. West, of course. West. I'm, I, say, I'm interested to see who, what who who pays your paychecks again. Uh, Davenport schools, but okay. I think West <laughs> is going to win. I think it's going to be twelve to ten. Twelve to ten. 12 to 10. I'm, I, I'm interested to see <laughs> what Nick Welch comes up with for Week One. I think he's a coach that why not have some trick plays up your sleeve. You never know what to expect. It's, yeah. a, it's the first oh, time I, that anybody's going to see him on the sidelines as the head coach. Um, he knows how to run an offense. He was a quarterback at Augustana. I wouldn't be surprised to see him come out and, and run a few trick plays throughout this game. He had a quiet confidence about himself during the interview, and, and he realizes it's going to be a process, and Rome wasn't built in a day and all that kind of stuff. But at one point he said to me, he goes, if things go the way that we hope they do, 
I have an expectation that I'm not going to say in my head when it comes to wins and losses. So I, I don't think that he, I think he's got, he's got more confidence, I guarantee you, than, than maybe a lot of people around the area do as well. I don't know how good UT will be, new head coach, different players, all that kind of stuff. So we'll see what happens. It's United Township versus Downport West. I should pick West on this one, and then I should pick United Township on the <laughs> Illinois one, and then everybody's happy. And everybody's happy, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Other games from around our area that we'll get to real fast, we'll talk about North and Hempstead. This was a good game to start the season last year at Brady Street Stadium. Davenport North starts off the season with two trips to Dubuque. In back-to-back weeks. Absolutely. Well, that would be yeah. starting the season with two trips that probably doing back-to-back. <laughs> um, uh, I think they're important trips. I think last year they won both. Uh, they beat, yes, they start off 2-0. So, I mean, be, it, it would be one game at a time, and we'll start with Hempstead. Yeah. Well, you look at Hempstead. Last year, Hempstead had three field goals blocked in yeah, that game. Yeah. And that's what won the game for North, essentially, because North was able to block those kicks. Sure. I'm sure Hempstead is spending this uh, some days working on their special teams protections. Yeah. For North, I look at them sort of like, if you will, the 2016 Chicago Cubs. This is going to be great. That's the team who won the World Series, yes. right? They, you have, <laughs> well, I'm not saying they're going to win state, but what I'm saying is okay. when you look at North, they have a lot of players who can who have a who can do the job to get, to set their goals, which is get to the playoffs, have a winning record. But you look at the other side, and history and history says, "Whoa, Nelly, North has never had back-to-back winning seasons. They've only had three Keith, of them." Keith in Jackson history. says that, not history. I know, well, he's history, <laughs> part of history. Three, they've only had three winning seasons. None of them back-to-back. The last time a coach made his debut at North and won. It's only happened one time where he's won the debut. Here's the strange thing, and Greg just hopped in. We won't make him go to the microphone or anything because he's just, we're, we're always this. But remember, Greg at one point said, like, I actually agree with that in a way, and I'm not going to do that very often. I but I, and I get you don't this one, but I can kind of tell <laughs> what you're talking about, except for the fact that the original analogy says that North is going to win the ultimate prize, just like the Cubs did. But I understand what you're saying because for such a long time, it's the, it's the Cubs, it's the Cubs, it's the Cubs. You're not going to win. They're not going to win. They're right. not going to win. And that's the same thing as this year. It's while they got a lot of talent, but it's still down poor North. It's still down poor North. It's still down poor North to get over. But I, you know what? I think last year got away from that. Those kids could care less. I think that school could care less. They don't think about themselves that way. Um, and and now there's a quiet confidence that they are yeah, going to do well. And I think Coach and Heights, I think they are. I think Coach Heights going to do a fantastic job. They we're not going to get breaking down into the nuances of North <laughs> and and all that kind of stuff. We've done that in the other two podcasts, but it'll be an interesting road test. Two road tests and right away, and one of them starts in Dubuque against Hempstead on Friday. Uh, and for Hempstead, they return a quarterback, Aiden Dune. They do lose their top wide receiver and their top rusher from last year. So interesting to see what kind of weapons they'll have with the quarterback being back. North returns a lot of people, a lot of skill positions. Um, up front is I know they have to replace some dudes up front, so we'll see if they can replace some size and, and, and those big guys up front, which are very important to winning football yep. games. So we'll see how Davenport North does when they start the season. Some other games that we'll kind of touch on real quick. Atumwa, it goes to Burlington. Um, we'll see how Burlington starts off the season as well. It's been struggles for Burlington of late. We'll see if they can kind of get that program moving back in the right direction as well. A home game is a nice way to start a Braswell, Bracewell Stadium. Yeah, you look at Burlington, some of their longtime rivals um, from back in the days of the Southeast 7, back in the uh, late 50s. It's, I think Burlington's got some pieces, 
but we'll see if they can uh, knock off a Tomo. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a uh, very interesting game. We'll head down to Class Three A, and we'll talk about a few games we've mentioned because really in Three A, North Scott is there. So we've talked about North Scott and Iowa City West. Some I want to talk about is uh, Central DeWitt is at home against Center Point Urbana. Uh, one thing about this game that I think stands out to me right off the bat is that Don Umland and his crew are doing this game. No other reason than it's Don Umland. <laughs> I wanted to mention him on the podcast because he gets cranky. But um, <laughs> uh, Coach Sheets did a great job in his first year getting that program to five and four, see if they can make another step. They have a home game. Center Point Abana, talk to Don about how teams were, and Center Point Abana is a pretty good football team. Yeah, so Center it's going to be a challenge to see how they do. They're sturdy, traditional power in, three, in 2A, 3A. Um, the interesting thing is they've met five times in the series. The home team's 5-0. and oh. Central DeWitt's home. So history uh, smiles Stock on Central Stockpile is going with the uh, Sabres. It's going I with the going Sabres. Sabres. All right. Well, I mean, and this is, a, this is year two, so things should be moving a little bit better for Central DeWitt, but they lose. I mean, Easton Necker, that's, that's a big hole to fill in your offense when, yeah. he, when he was the workhorse last year. So Curious to see what happens with them and how they fill those yards and, and touchdowns. Zach Hinkle will probably get a lion's share. Of the ca- Zach Hinkle will probably get a lion's share of the carries. He had 256 yards rushing last year, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns, yeah. Um, the other one there, uh, Clinton is extremely young, very, oh. very young. Um, they take on. Uh, the, the Cl- I think Clinton came down for a uh, scrimmage last Friday at Pleasant Valley. Um, Don Umland's crew worked that game, and that's the thing that I can think he kind of. I mean, it looks like a young team, a lot of young players. They are Mac, a Mac, very Mac, young. Matt Koss echoed that on our yeah, preview they're show. They're going to have young several sophomores team. and many juniors playing, starting for this team this year. A lot of so sophomores. there may be growing pains for Clinton early on this season. I think it may pay pay dividends later this year, and then obviously the future. If you can get sure. these young kids, and and I've heard they like their sophomore class. It's a talented class. It's just hard to go out as sophomores and go play varsity football as much. As, as many of them that are going to do it. I believe Coach Wofford's son is a sophomore, and he might, I think he's going to be the he's, quarterback, I no, think, or, or wide receiver. Wide receiver, They've yeah. Got yeah. like four talented wide receivers that are all sophomores. The quarterback's a sophomore. A couple of the sophomores that I saw, names of Logan Mulholland, Seth Dodderwich. If you remember Clinton's baseball team, they played a lot of innings this year on the baseball team. Sure. And Clinton this year, I will say this in their, during their, with some of their baseball games that I saw at North, they never gave up. They always well, they're, played they're, hard to the last Clinton inning. baseball program, uh, their, their coach is a fantastic dude and does a really good job coaching them. And, and so uh, um, you kind of expect that from Clinton. Even, even, at the, even when they dropped down to play on the sophomore team, yeah. they, I was really impressed Kevin, with their Kevin, work ethic. Kevin Cunningham does a great job with that program. Yes, I was really impressed with their work ethic and their, and their never-say-die attitude. They are a very good ball. Those kids in a couple of years, could be uh, getting them back to the playoffs. We'll move on to two-way and check on some, some games there. Um, I think the one that, that hops out at me the most right off the bat is Loisa Muscatine and Wapolo, two programs that had good seasons last year that it's up for grabs in their district on who, who might win that district and two really good football teams with some, some nice pieces that come back this year, Wapolo and Loisa Muscatine. Yeah, you look at uh, Louisa Muscatine, you look at their quarterback, and that is, their quarterback is Chase Cruz. Last year he threw for over 700 yards and ran for almost 900 yards and 16 total touchdowns. He could be the difference maker for Louisa Muscatine in this game. And with, but the only thing is Wapolo has won the last six meetings. 
All right, let's move on to the the next game that we have on the the two A docket and Comanche and Northeast Goose Lake. Um, another real cool rivalry, close in proximity. Um, kind of the things that. Um, the non-district kind of protects us to be able to get some of these. You mentioned Ottawa and Burlington. Some Atumwa. Team, yeah, I'm sorry, Atumwa and Burlington. Just some some games of, of proximity. Then This is one of them in Northeast, Goose Lake, and Comanche. Yeah, uh, Comanche and Northeast, I think they play for uh, a special trophy. I think it's maybe Route 17. I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, something like but, that. I mean, they, Greg they, says no, but... But they. Uh, this is a very. He's into trophies though, so he a knows. Ver- this is a very. Battle of the Blue or something. Battle yeah, that's what blue. it is. Battle we had in our um in our rollout last year. That's right. Yep. Yeah, it's called. Yeah, it's the Battle of the Blue. Yeah, they. Uh, and it's a very good series. Twenty. They played twenty games. The last twenty games. Northeast has won eleven. Comanche has won nine. It's a very even series. If you haven't looked, uh, you need to find uh, Greg Armstrong's Twitter. And they had a very cool reveal of their new uniforms they for Comanche. It was pretty sweet. Their uniforms look nice. Uh, so, yeah, pr- pretty cool uh, reveal of uh, hashtag UniWatch for uh, score, score UniWatch for uh, Greg Armstrong. So it's Comanche at Northeast Goose Lake on Friday. Some other games. Tipton is at North Cedar. West Branch and West Liberty, of course. Um, West Liberty made that special uh, run to the playoffs last season. They must rebuild. The thing about that is when you get to the Dome, when you get to, to, to quarterfinals, all those kind of things, when players leave, and I get it, and you have to replace players, that's tough. The Feldman kid you have to replace. But those guys got more practice. Those guys were around it. Those guys got that taste of winning. I know it sounds cliche, but that helps in the future and should help this year at West Liberty. Also helping West Liberty is last year they went 0-2 to start the season. They lost to West Branch, and then they lost a 7-0 game to Solon, and then they turned it around. So they, they've got the idea of, hey, even if we struggle early on, our season's not over yet. We can still turn around and look at last year as case in point. The some other games: um, West um, Burlington Notre Dame. West Burlington Notre Dame. I'll get it there. West Burlington Notre Dame is at Minneapolis. Interesting thing is Celia Palermo just got back from Minneapolis. We should make her come in here and talk to us about Mepo and how Brian Borson's team looked. But that's two pr- programs that usually are very very good. And I've heard some good things about Minneapolis this year, and the expectations are, are high once again for the Bulldogs. I, they were eight and two, right? They made playoffs. Yeah, I think eight they and did, two, yeah. and lost in the first round of the uh, second round of the playoffs. So I think they lost to Wilson. Right. Yeah, and Jerome May. So yeah. obviously not a, not a bad team to lose to no, there. And Minneapolis has dominated this series. They've shut uh, West Burlington out. Notre, they've shut West Burlington Notre Dame out four times this decade. Man knows his stuff. He's got his cards out. He's got index cards on top of index cards here. Uh, Maquoketa is on the road at Anamosa. That's not a 2A game. Maquoketa up in 3A, obviously, as well. But Maquoketa at Anamosa is another game that we'll be keeping tabs on on Friday night. Stockpile, we have something on that Watch, game. Watch uh, their quarterback from Maquoketa, Cannon Coakley. Over 1,300, almost 1,400 yards passing last year. He's going to be the key for them. Yeah, they're going to, I think they're going to score a lot of points this year up in Maquoketa. That should be fun. Great rivalry in Class 1A, Durant and Wilton. Of course, Wilton in 2A, but uh, Durant and Wilton, uh, what is it, seven miles between the two teams. And we, we talked backyard brawl? Backyard brawl. Backyard believe, yeah. challenge, challenge backyard something like challenge, that, yeah. yeah. And um, the, uh, what, we talked about it on Friday, Stacking, when you were here for no reason. Um, <laughs> Week zero, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Durant and Wilton. When's the last time Durant's won a game in the series? Uh, 1998. Last time they won at home. Uh, I mean, last time they won at Wilton, 1981. Wow. I was six. And you're old. Yeah, I'm 44. <laughs> 
This is one of those games that's, that's always pretty fun. Um, just because it doesn't matter where it's at, you know there's going to be a huge following from the visiting team because, like you said, it's only seven miles apart yeah. or whatever. But this is this is one of those fun games that it, if you need a pep talk in this game, you don't deserve to be on the field because this is one of those games that you know this is your rival. You know you want to win this game. And especially if you're Durant, you've got a chance this year knowing what Wilton lost. They lost a ton on the offensive side of the ball. So they may be down a little bit. So maybe this could be the year for Durant to, to get that win. That's in this game. Correct me if I'm wrong. Stacking, you know you will. Um, both teams replacing starting quarterback. Yes, uh, Mason Compton from Durant was the quarterback last year. He graduated also. And last year's game was not a blowout. I think Wilton won 27-13, but was closer than the final score indicated. One last game we'll talk about um, before. We're not going to talk about every single game all over the, the schedule. But in an eight-man, I know you're excited about what Easton Valley has back this year stacking. They're going to score a lot of points yeah, in Easton Valley. They've got a quarterback, Nathan <coughs> Trenkamp, who is unbelievable. Last year, he threw for 2,619 yards on 199 completions. 38 touchdowns, and then you look at some of his other t- the other talent around him. Colton Murphy, over 200 yards receiving. Uh, he's the star running back. He had four touchdowns running. And then you look at his wide receivers. Kay Jargo, over 1,100 yards receiving, 20 touchdown passes that he caught. Brayden Farrell, over 322 yards, re- 322 yards receiving, seven touchdowns. You got two receivers coming back, 27 touchdowns receiving between them. That's uh, unheard of almost. Last year, obviously, it was New London winning a state championship, making school history in, in eight-man, and we'll mention them. They, uh, they play this week. No, they played. No, they played. They played last week in week zero. They actually went up to Williams Bay up in Wisconsin right. and played on Saturday. That's right. Sixty to nothing. They won. And per- it wasn't even that. And they pretty impressive. And they if you ask me, a lot of players in that game. And yeah, it, it, we made Celia stop in at New London when we sent her down to Minneapolis <laughs> as well. So we'll have that preview coming up. And if you look at look at the stats in that game, they, there's not somebody who just stood out as across the board. I think the top rusher was 45 yards. Uh, and that's with one carry. It was Caden Wall. So obviously that may have been late in the game type of play for him. But yeah, they very balanced in that in that week one win up in Wisconsin. So they they look to continue what they started last year. Week zero. I'm sorry. Week zero. zero. Yes. Week zero. Only, only in Iowa. Me. Only in, and then yeah, <laughs> it's Friday night and here comes Stackpile with his 18 book bags and binders and everything else. But we enjoyed having you in. We yeah. found out that Stacking's favorite TV show of all time is Greg. Did you know this? You were in. I don't know. His favorite TV show of all time. I'll give you three guesses and you won't even. Is it Dallas? No, it's not Dallas. Mm. I watched it a lot, though. It's uh, not the Andy Griffith show? No. That's Dan Pearson's Pearson's favorite show, absolutely. Um, I got one final answer. Uh, It should be like... Who wants to be a millionaire? But I'm no, that's not it either. It's what is it? I'm gonna roll my eyes. Yeah, hold on. The facts of life. (laughs) He's a Blair guy. (laughs) Yes, I am. In fact, when Lisa Walchel came out at Geneseo, I went to that. uh, She came out on Easter at a church in Geneseo. That sounds like you stalked somebody (laughs) on Easter Easter Sunday at church. No, at church. 
No, it was a. Uh, I think we. Well, I think we did a story on that in the news. Yeah, the guy that was. Stuck no, in the, the fact that she came to Geneseo when Stocky was arrested in Geneseo. I've <laughs> never been incarcerated. I'm glad. Like, lie. I'm glad I could hop in and contribute to this podcast. <laughs> so, uh, just so everybody knows, week one of the high school football season is this Friday night. Uh, week one of the score. It's our fourth year, I believe, doing the half hour score. So, 30 minutes of high school football action. Only place to find it is on WQAD. We start at 10.30 sharp. Um, we'll have the most games in the area, most scores in the area. We'll have s- some post games, some mic'd ups. Um, the mic'd, up are, mic'd ups are really cool, something we've been doing for about four years now, and the, the coaches have kind of embraced and a lot of fun with it. Again, you'll only see it on WQAD. And then the last thing you'll only see on WQAD is the, the guy sitting catty corner from me right now, Brian Stocking. So we'll have him back with his stockpile stats tonight and much, much more. So excited to have you guys uh, tune in on Friday night. We welcome Celia Palermo to the fold. Um, the, the farther along in football season we go, the more we'll have her on the score podcast and all that kind of stuff as well. And don't forget, if you're a podcast fan and you love high school football, after the score is over, we're going to hop into the podcast studio. We'll do some podcasting as well. You can listen to it Friday night if you're an insomniac like Stockpile and don't know how to sleep. <laughs> or if you want to get up early in the morning or watch it on Saturday or listen to it on Saturday, we, we please encourage you to do that as well. Well, if you go to the Iowa State or Iowa game on Saturday, you can listen on the road. Exactly. And it's one of those things, too, where we're going to find out a lot of questions on who is starting quarterbacks here and, and all over the place. So there'll be... Um, the uh, overreactions to week one and there'll be the uh, underreaction, all that kind of stuff. It'll be a lot of fun. So anyways, we will see you guys on Friday on the score. And then we will also um, have that podcast coming up after week one of the score. We'll see you then. Look around. You can find cars like these on auto trader, new cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.